praise the Lord for people like Faith and Red lead us in worship. Red, God bless you. Y'all might not know this. I didn't know it until this morning. Red had done a lot of research when he found out the title and the scripture of our message this morning and, and tonight, by the way, uh, he researched and found that fantastic uh, song for us to sing. Thank you, Red. And faith, what can I say? To God be the glory. For the talent and the gift of music that he has laid on you so that you can be blessed. Hallelujah. What a Savior. I want you to turn with me. This morning to First Chronicles chapter four, uh, verses nine and ten. Probably we have overlooked this verse so many times that these two verses that we didn't even know they were in God's Word. How many of you are uh, genealogical law? Uh, uh, guru. Hmm? Anybody? Well, right in the middle of a long list of genealogy is these two verses. First Chronicles chapter 4 Verses 9 and 10. If you're able, would you stand with me as I read these two beautiful and what I think one of the most beautiful prayers in God's entire world. First Chronicles chapter 4 verses 9 and 10. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother named him Jabez, saying, Because I bore him with pain. Now Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my border, that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm, that it may not me, and God granted what he requested. Maybe see. Jabez is only mentioned in God's word this one time. 
We don't read anything about Jabez prior. And we don't read about anything about Jabez afterwards. Just these two verses. In fact, I, you know, uh, little is known about him, but his mother named him Jabez according to God's word. Uh, he named him Jabez, which means pain in pain. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm sure that my mother very well could have said about uh, James Kidd, uh, I might not have bore him in pain, but he was a pain in the neck as a boy. Uh, I know he uh, was, because uh, I caused her and my dad uh, much anxiety. Uh, some of the things I did unthinking about them. I recall one time when uh, I was must have been about 10 or 11 years old, and back in those days, folks, we used to have drive-in theaters here in Huntsville. Now, drive-in theaters where you drive your car into uh, this great big lot, and they had speakers on poles, and you could pull up beside them and put the speaker on the window of your car and, and turn the volume up and watch the movie and hear it in your car. Well, we decided that me and my buddies, uh, we would ride our bicycles uh, to the drive-in. Now, I'd been out uh, past dark many times and it never did bother my parents, it seemed. So I saw nothing wrong with that. So I got on my bicycle and me and my buddies drove to the Whitesburg Theater and, and we went to the drive-in movie. Now, I'm not going to tell you what how we got in, but, you know, that's, that's, that's some more pain. But I do know after the movie was over and I came riding down the street and into our yard, when I got there, just as I got into the yard, my mother and father was coming down the street in the car. They'd been out looking for me. My mother said, James, I could just see you in a ditch somewhere being run after you'd been hit by a car. No, my dad didn't respond the same way. Across the street from our backyard was the Cummings yard. They had a great big rigged hedge surrounding their backyard. And my father told me, he said, James kid, you go into the bathroom. I'll be there in a minute. He went across the yard, took out his trusty pocket knife, which, by the way, I still have. I hadn't got it with me, but uh, I still have that knife. And he cut not one switch, not two switches. I think he must have cut 30 switches. 
and came into the house, he tore my legs up. The only, only spanking I ever remember. And where I had caused mom and dad pain, let me tell you, my dad caused me pain. So Jabez, mother, said, I'm going to name my baby Jabez because he was born in pain. But you know, that's not really the important thing of this scripture. I believe that the important thing of this scripture is found in verse 10. Where God's word says, Now Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border, that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm, that it may not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. Jabez will be remembered by far his name, the one who was born in pain. No doubt about that. But I believe he is going to be, or should be remembered for more than that. I think he should be remembered as a man of prayer. And I ask myself over and over and over again, Would I be remembered? Or was Haven Baptist Church be remembered as being a place or a person of prayer? I really believe that if we as a church will ever be what God intended for us to be, we're going to have to spend more time on our knees in prayer. Just like Jabez did when he said, I called on the God of Israel. And it starts off with a request. Of, and I think the prayer is in, in really four parts. And I could very well go on... Uh, each part and make a full sermon out of each part of it. But I don't think y'all want to be here till four or five o'clock tonight. So I'm going to break it down and do part of it this morning and part of it this after tonight. So don't think you're going to get by with just part of the sermon. I expect each and every one of you to be here then. To hear not what Jim Kidd says, but what God says. In the New Testament, the model prayer is given to us 
by Jesus Christ Himself. I think the model prayer of the Old Testament is the prayer of Jabez. A number of years ago, I was in Lifeway Bookstore. And I I don't like to read a whole lot, you know. I don't read a lot of novels. Virginia, she she loves to read. I wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I I find that she's over there reading. And I appreciate that, because she keeps me up to date. But this little book is, is, it's, it's only about maybe five by five. And, and just slightly over, maybe a third of an inch or a little more, maybe, maybe a half inch thick. And I said, hey, that's a book I can read. And I sat down and I started reading the prayer of Jacob. Couldn't lay it down until I got to it. It spoke to me. Bruce Wilkinson did an outstanding job. And if you've never read that book, I encourage you spend a half an hour and read the prayer. So let's break down this prayer. This prayer that, like I said, I believe is one of the most beautiful prayers in the Old Testament for sure. So let's look, let's break it down. First it says, that now Jabez called on the God of Israel. That tells us right away that he is a man of prayer. And I think it's a challenge to you and to me. Are we a man or woman or boy or girl of prayer? Would we be known for falling upon our knees and crying out to God? I hope we can be in the affirmative. But what does he say in that first part of that prayer? Oh, that you would bless me indeed. You know, that tells me that, that he knew the need for God, Almighty God, the God of Israel, the God of you and of me, needs to be blessed. And I don't mean being blessed like, like we used to do it, uh, in our prayers, you know. I recall my daughter, and I forget which one it is. I, 
I was going to say it was Martha, but I'm not. I don't know, so I'm not. Virginia, I'm not going to mess it up. One of my daughters was. We were having Thanksgiving lunch or Christmas lunch over at my mother's house, and they'd set up a card table in the in the, uh, the hallway or there, and uh, and the children were sitting around the card table. We asked the, our daughter to say the blessing. And I'll never forget whoever it was had bowed her little head and she looked at sort of one eye open and one eye closed. God bless the ketchup. God, bless the mustard and the pickle and the potato salad. She wanted to. She she wanted to pray, but it was a child. And I wonder sometimes when you and I pray, if we pray childish prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul. God bless my God bless Danny. God bless Jimmy. And Lisa. And Liz. Amen. But Jabez, when he prayed, he starts off right on and says, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. From the very depths of his heart, he was crying out to the mighty God. The God that, that created the whole universe. The, the God that that provided all of his needs, the guy, the God that that was always there, and he cried out in 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 pain and in agony. Oh God, bless me! Would you bless me? It was a a heartfelt. But not only was it a heartfelt prayer, he re- he recognized the fact that who did the blessing? You see what it says there? Oh, that you would bless me, not Mama, not Daddy, not Uncle John, or or Brother David, or or Brother whoever. Oh, that you. Oh, that 
you would bless me. And not just casually. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. I, I don't want you to just sort of to pat me on the back and say, God bless you. I want to know that I can depend upon you no matter what. And that brings me to a question that I'd like you to answer. How long? How long has it been since you have asked Almighty God to bless you or your family or whatever and cried out with, with a great anticipation if I could just can get God's ear. I know He will bless. Brothers and sisters, we're in transition right now. We're in search of the next shepherd for this flock. And it would be easy, Lord, just, just send us, just send us. A new preacher. They they didn't know how to preach. They didn't know, you know, whatever. But I can tell you, the pastor search committee is determined to be still and know what God wants us to do. Oh, God! Lead us to the right man to Pastor Haven Baptist Church. Because you see, we all have our little quirks that we like, don't we, don't we say? Jerry. Michael. Francie, she's not sitting up here by her husband. And Jean. My wife's not sitting up here. Huh? And Vivian. <laughs> oh, that we would be blessed by the mighty God. With the right man. So the first thing or the first part of that prayer is that we want God, the Almighty God, to bless us indeed. But he doesn't stop there, does he? It says, and enlarge my border. Now, right away. When I first read that, I said, oh, he's talking about a, a good outreach program. Isn't that right? Enlarge my border? That means get, get bigger. All that, 
that Haven Baptist Church would start having 987 million in church every Sunday. That's not what he's saying. I think what he's saying is, Oh God, enlarge, enlarge my my hearing. Not this hearing. But the hearing of those I share the good news with. So that their lives might be changed in such a way that it will have an effect not only on their personal life but on the lives of their family on the lives of their co-workers. But most of all, it would put them in a place to be assured of a place in God's heaven. So, oh Lord, enlarge my hearing so that they will hear more about Jesus through me. Though, so that they would hear more about Jesus from reading God's holy word. I once read recently that in the Missouri Evangelism Conference, one of the statements made in that conference was that 92% of the Southern Baptists that lived in Missouri did not read God's Word one bit during the week. Whoo! That's an indictment. How can they learn? Unless they are told. Or unless God reveals the truth. I tell you how I hear God. Early morning hour. I get up. Usually put on a pot of coffee. And it was through reading God's word when I ran across First Chronicles four. But expand my word not only uh Expand my hearing, but expand my heart. Make my heart ache because I see men and women, boys and girls, in route to hell because they do not or will not turn their lives over. 
enlarge, expand, extend the function of my heart so that I can be a witness to you. Which is, by the way, the third part, I think, of enlarging our territory is enlarge my heroin. That sounds like a pretty good little one drank it, but it hasn't made it. Enlarge my witness. Give me the courage. To reach out and share Jesus Christ with my next door neighbor. To share Jesus Christ with that man or that woman who works beside me five days a week. Let me share my faith of what Jesus has done in my life. I, I assure you, that when Jesus really got a hold of Ryan Rhodes, he couldn't wait to share it. His, his heart had been so enlarged that he couldn't wait to share his witness. Thank you, Ryan. But I've talked a long time. So either we can stay here to one or two o'clock or we can come back and do like the commentator you say and hear the rest. But if we care nothing else from this service this morning, let's pray that we'll be like the commercial of many years ago that said, when E.F. Hutton speaks, the world listens. When Haven Baptist Church speaks the good news of Jesus Christ made Madison, Alabama, Harvest, Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama, the state of Alabama, the United States, the world can be changed because of prayer like this occasion. So come back. Almighty and holy God, you are so awesome. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that as each one of us
goes into our closets. That we will cry out to you. And ask you to to work a miracle in our lives by blessing us. Bless us indeed. And then enlarge or extend our borders beyond the walls of this church building into your world so that the world So, Lord, I pray that if there's anyone in this room today that maybe needs to start a routine or a whatever you want to call it on Sunday, Lord, I pray pray that they will forget about who's sitting next to them. We'll wait. And if they need to make a decision to to rededicate their lives or maybe to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior for the first time. Lord, you know every heart. You know every need. You are The Lord move in such a way that you will be glorified. For it's in Jesus.